Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
gentlemen, and welcome to Getting It Out Podcast. That was Demonizer by Hands of Goro. They're a Bay Area heavy metal trio. They've got a new self-titled record that drops today, March 1st. They are formed by members of Spirit Adrift, Night Souffle, and former live members of Carcass and Angel Witch. So if you like any of those things, you probably heard a little bit of it there. Maybe not so much Carcass, but you get my drift. Classic sounding heavy metal. Pretty impressive. This is one of the singles off of their self-titled debut LP. But again, you can hear all of it today. It's available now everywhere. It might be the first full album I dive into this March 1st. It may not be. Who knows? We'll see. I'll tell you this. Not only does the band rock, but they take great promo pictures too. seek them out, but not right away. Of course, first, I need you to open up your podcast listening app of your choice and go ahead and rate and review getting it out podcast five stars. Truly appreciate it. Make sure you hit that subscribe button too. I got to remind you to do more of that. It's been working lately and I appreciate that a whole bunch truly. So please just one minute, hit the buttons. Thank you. On this episode of the podcast, I've got an interview with Oystein Brun of Norwegian metal titans Borknagar. But before we go across the world, let's go across state lines. For the greatest thrash band to ever exist right now in New Jersey, Hot Zone. Check it! Make family out of friends, make friends out of enemies! Peace to my family, make friends till they bury all the places we've been! We're never sitting it out, we be getting it in! Where you getting it out? I said all the places we've been! One more time, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Getting It Out Podcast. That subscribe button's more important than anything. If you want to be extra nice, go over to Patreon and sign up. You could have heard this interview a couple weeks ago. It's my conversation with Borknagar's Oystein Brun uh, right now, also on the Patreon, available for you. The Patreoners, the Patroners, the Patrons is an interview with uh, Justin Fornoff of Wrist Meat Razor and Chris X of Reptilian Records. I got to get back on top of the record label spotlight, which I will be doing. That will be the first one of the year. I'll play catch up. I'll make sure I get these things. And also coming soon to the Patreon is conversations with Bo Casa and Locrian, not to mention some other stuff that I'm not ready to tell you about. If you're wondering, hey, Dan, whatever happened to punks and dunks? Well, perhaps that was launched a little prematurely, but I needed to do it. I needed to get it out much as I had to get this podcast out seven years ago. I just had to start it. I had to get the wheels in motion. And now that they're in motion, they have stalled and that's okay. I kind of expected that to happen. I'm going to pick back up on it after a little vacation. Vacation? Am I going on a vacation? I am. Yes, it's only March, but don't worry. I have to go someplace magical. And upon my return... The old gears for punks and dunks a basketball podcast brought to you by getting it out.net will get to turn in again. And I'm very much looking forward to it. But for now, I'm not going to say much more about it. I'm not going to say much more of anything. And unlike the last episode, I haven't stumbled across any more documents from my childhood to share with you. So I'm just going to share with you a song from Bork Nagar and their recently released 12th full length album, Fall. This track is called Nordic Anthem and then my conversation with Oyston.
All right. Hey, so I wanted to point out that my first introduction to the band was the track Oceans Rise on the 1999 Century Media Cop, the the Identity 5 compilations. I used to love the Identity compilations that Century Media put out. Uh, Mm. They introduced me to like several bands from all sorts of genres. Uh, Mm. It was a great, great source for me. So I'm curious for you growing up in your early days, were there any compilations that introduced you to a wide variety of bands that you became to love? Um, to be honest, no, I can't remember that. To be, you know, yeah, I, I, I grew up with a father, an old hippie. You know, my father was an old hippie, and uh, mm-hmm. kind of, and and um, he was a huge collector of LPs and stuff. So he, you know, he, uh, he used to, you know, because in Bergen and in Norway at that time, you didn't get, couldn't get a hold of, you know, the at least the most kind of. Um, I guess suspect stuff. I don't know, but he imported a lot of LPs from from UK, and uh, so I kind of grew up in this kind of underground movement a little bit, in in a sense, you know. So that's my kind of introduction to music, you know, just you know, as a little toddler, uh, you know, listening to LPs, and you know, he was like, yeah, recording the LPs on big tapes and stuff because he had to resell the LPs to to finance, you know, to fund the the next shipment from UK and stuff like that. So, you know, um, that's my kind of introduction to to music, I would I would say. When it comes to compilation CDs, no, not really. Um, I remember when we signed with Century Media, they were stressing a lot because just as we signed with them, they had, you know, they needed some song from us on some compilation, I remember. And we end up with an instrumental song just because that was the only thing that was kind of finished, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a rough mix, but actually. But, uh, but yeah, that was, I think actually that was my, my you know, meeting with the whole compilation thing as well. Uh, back in the, Of course, before that, I was like, since 80, 89, 90, I was into, you know, the underground scene of, you know, tape trading and, and right. flyers and all that, you know, um, did that for a bunch of years. And I don't remember, but I guess there was some, you know, we shared some cassettes and stuff and, and, you know, things like that, but, but, you know, not official stuff though. It's interesting that you're, you mentioned your dad kind of doing a version of tape trading uh, that you grew up with and then you, mm. you start doing it later too. That's cool. That's- yeah, I kind of did that. I remember, you know, I got into music through my father, I guess. And, and you know, since then, I've you know, Pink Floyd is my big <laughs> mothership when it comes to music. But but later on, when I started, you know, to be, you know, getting, I guess, like 15, 16 or something, we, uh, we, we I met the one guy or we met one guy in, in, you know, the area where the immortal guys at that time, old funeral amputation and all that, you know, before immortal guys was in um, kind of different part of the city and and he but at that time he was running an underground fan scene called sadistic noise mag i remember and you know that was more kind of gateway into this whole underground scene and yeah that was kind of cool because it was a little bit of the same you know thing as my father did you know this this kind of from from yeah at that time boys boy room to boy room but you know i spent all my money on you know um postal costs and sending cassettes. I even had, uh, you know, I got some stuff from the post office because at some point I remember I had to walk to the local post office in order to, you know, get all the letters and all the, you know, stuff I got in the mail in a big bag, you know, because there wasn't, you know, no chance in hell they can get everything into my, my parents' post, <laughs> post, you know, box and stuff like that. So it was, uh, 
you know cool times it's um i'm a nostalgic person so it's it's yeah good good memories from that time you know it was exciting you know at that time music music was almost like a little bit of a different thing you know it was so distant and so astray in a sense because you we, we didn't have you know a smartphone and internet back then we couldn't just you know scroll youtube or we couldn't, you know, just Google a band and find out what's going on. You know, we, we, we kind of, there was basically nothing, you know. Um, so I remember when I got into this uh, with, through my friend, a still good friend of mine, when he started this sadistic noise mag back in the day. You know, that opens kind of a whole new world, you know. All of a sudden, after a few months, I had, you know, contacts all over the place. I, I was getting, you know, my, um, letters from, from Malaysia and all sorts of countries, even Morocco back then, I remember. And uh, it, to, to, to such an extent, I remember that at some point I could just, you know, look at the letter and the handwriting. And, okay, this is from U.S. Because it's kind of clear to me, and that's just a detail in all this, but... Kind of cool little detail that, you know, it seems like people have, um, you know, people, different countries have different writing, you know, uh, in a yeah, sense. Sure. There is a kind of, you know, there is, I don't know if this tradition or the way people, you know, kids learn to, to write in school and stuff like that. Uh, but that was kind of cool little detail that I, you know, I kind of catched back then, I remember. But, you know, it's interesting. those days are lost in a sense or gone. Right. Yeah. They're gone at least. Yeah. We can remember them. Right. But, um, so that were you doing all that, uh, the letter writing tape trading before you started playing music or did that one come before the other? Yeah, it was kind of, I, I think we, I don't, to be honest, I don't remember exactly, but I think I had a, you know, very cheap guitar. I, my uncle or something I spent, you know, used a little bit in between, but, but yeah, I think there was, Pretty much on the same time, I got my started to kind of pin out that you know I I want to play music, I want to you know make music myself and stuff, and and in the same kind of you know a lot of things happens. I don't know what's you know it's it, I don't know it's not college but secondary school I guess you know when I started there I all of a sudden you know there was a big school in my area with like some you know pupils from all over the place came a meeting in a, in a kind of a. Yeah, big, big school. And then I met, you know, some other people that was happened to be interested in, you know, at that time, kind of heavy metal, more like you accept, early accept and Twisted Sisters and the, the mid 80s, you know, big th- stay hungry and all that. Uh, and I remember I met, you know, a couple of guys that was also into this kind of music. And, and from there on, you, you then on kind of, you know. Things kind of just involved, and you met people, and of course, the the uh, when you grow older, you kind of get a little bit of a more a bigger action zone, so to speak. You meet new people and all that. So, so it was kind of yeah, I guess the old analog way of doing it, <laughs> of networking. I guess I'll be I'll be forty this year, so mm. I got to grow up kind of like that too. You know, we had we had a little bit a uh, little bit more advanced in uh, technology and a way to reach out to people. Like the but the internet was like infantile stages when I was yes. a teenager. You know what I mean? So so for me, a lot of it was the same. A lot, you know, to find out about, I remember a very similar story where you were saying about the too many records or whatever, CDs or tapes to get in the mailbox. I remember my parents getting pissed off at me because yeah. I, there was too much stuff in the, the mail. They couldn't deliver the mail because there was too many, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Glorious, <laughs> glorious times. And yeah, it was. And at some point, I remember actually, I think it was when we when I signed with Century Media, maybe even before that with Malicious Record which was a small label at that time, but still they, I don't know why, but they had a lot of funds. They was like, 
kind of really willing to, I, I remember he was like, he was doing the deal and he was like, yeah, you need a fax machine because, you know, I need to be able to you know, send you stuff and, you know, <laughs> quickly. So at that point, I remember I, I got a check from, I think it was Malicious Records that he sent me a check. And, you know, again, back in the days with a check, uh, um, and I got the check to buy a, a fax machine and stuff. And, you know, that was kind of, you know, <laughs> it was different, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, um, I guess we learned a lot and, 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 you know, that kind of network that I kind of established at that time, of course, some people, you know, is not part of it anymore and, you know, lost contact or something, but, but it's really cool though, because there is actually quite a lot of people that, you know, we still keep in touch, you know, after 30, 30 years or even more, you know, so it's, it's, it's kind of, uh, some of those connections turn out to be friendship for, for life, basically. And, and it's really cool. And, you know, that is some of the you know, aging and getting older and all the stuff, you start to reflect about everything that has happened. And one of the big, you know, privilege I, I, I think of when, when it comes to my career and all the whole music thing is that, you know, I have friends in all over the place, you know, I, I could, you know, be stranded in some city somewhere at some point. And most likely I could just call a friend and, Hey, I, you know, I need some, you know, whatever help or, you know, guidance or whatever it is, you know, and, and just that kind of feeling that you have people and good friends all, all over the planet. That's, that's a kind of quite cool thing, actually. It is. It's awesome. I was similarly, I, I've friends, not, not tw- quite to that level, but at least people that I know in a lot of places and my wife and I will talk about it sometimes. And actually a friend of mine was over this weekend talking about how he was just randomly running into people while mm. in Europe, you know, and uh, he's a musician too. It's really a similar story for all, all of us that have been involved in this stuff for a, for a long time, but it's, I think it's, mm. it's super cool. Just another thing to touch on or to, to relate to when you're talking about getting checks. I remember when I had to order all my stuff, I would have to get money orders. So like as a 12, 13 year old, I was walking down to the store, like buying money orders so I could send, you know, cause I didn't have a checking account or even a bank account or anything, but anyway, but of course you mentioned uh, signing to century media with your band Borknagar. That's essentially what we're uh, getting to here is that you got a new record fall. It's what, what number album is it for you now? Well, you know, it's it's a twelfth album, like per se. But we also did uh, way back. We did a kind of best of album. I think Century Media did something. So it's 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 you know it's all kind of versions and stuff like that. But when it's, when it comes to album, like like genuine uh, new albums, we have twelve albums in in the catalog, so to speak. So it's um you know it's 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 a bit, I guess. <laughs> It's, it's a lot. It's, it's good though. And the one thing that strikes me about when I listen to, to your band, the early stuff and the, the newest, the newest record fall is that it still sounds like Bork Nagar. And there's hmm. been little differences. There's been evolutions. There's been changes, but primarily it just sat, you sound, you've been so consistent over these years, despite you being the only original member at this point. Um, why do you think it is? Is that all you that's keeping that similar sound throughout all these records? Um, nah, you know, yes and no, I guess in, in, you know, in one, in one perspective, I, you know, I started the band back in the day and I had some quite clear and kind of visions about this, this whole thing. You know, I wasn't, you know, I was not, not that kind of kid that was into the idea about being a rock star and being on stage and playing guitar in front of people. I, that wasn't my cup of tea. I'd never kind of seen myself as an entertainer of any sorts, really. But I was very much involved, you know, in music and, and, and also mm-hmm. 
I have a very kind of, I don't know, creative side, I guess. I always loved to build things. You know, my father was an architect and he was drawing a lot of houses and also built, built, you know, my, my, our house back then when I was a kid and I helped him a lot and stuff. So, so I, you know, this, this kind of, um, I had this very crisp and clear idea back in the day when I started or started to play around with the ideas about this band that I wanted to make something, I wanted to make my own musical bubble in a sense, you know, I wanted to make something that is beyond and above everything and doesn't follow any trend or stuff like that. So I, even back then, you know, my, my very simple and almost cheesy idea was that, you know, I want, I don't want a band name that mean anything. I want a band name, constructed band name that only, you know, represent one thing. And that is the band and the music and, and stuff like that. Because this notion to me, I, I, I this, this is kind of musical freedom, you know, in a sense, you know, musical autonomy has always been very important to me to be able to do whatever I want musically. I mean, yeah, I could for next album, I could do a jazz album, blues album, um, probably will will not do that ever but but you know the idea that i can do it without you know needing to defend myself or you know, you know needed to or you know all that stuff so so this musical independence for me has always been very important and combined with the creativity and maybe my little bit weird way of 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 you know i don't know um approaching music you know and i was never classical trained at all you know i had a guitar teacher for a couple of days i remember my my mother had, you know, um, got someone to come by once a week or something. But after the third time or the second time, she just called my mother and told that, you know, that it's no point in doing this uh, <laughs> because there is nothing, you know. Um, so that was kind of cool. Ten years after, you know, I met him on a record shop and uh, the records was on the wall and stuff like that. I was like, hey, ho, I'm saying something, you know. <laughs> so that was a kind of sweet range thing. But, but, but I... I guess I just did my own thing, you know, and I kind of stood by it since day one. And I think maybe that is one of the crucial aspects here that, you know, I've, I've never compromised. And yeah, there has been some rough, you know, people, interest, commercial labels, managers, whatnot, you know, you should do like this. Maybe you should do like this and that and stuff like that. And maybe in the next time, I remember we did the acoustic album back in the day, the original album. And that was an idea I had for a long, long time. Uh, because actually, when I started writing music music for the band, that was acoustic. I mean, I was I came into the, the, this this whole band thing from an acoustic uh, starting point, so to speak. Uh, because right. the, I got an acoustic guitar, and that inspired me, and so on and so forth. So, so yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't have a simple answer to it, but I'm I guess I'm stubborn. I've always done my own stuff, and I've been you know standing quite firm in in whatever people says. And back in the day, sometimes that was not the easiest thing, you know, because there was a lot of interest going on, and you should do this and that in order to sell more records or have an eye catcher on on the cover. I remember it was suggested to yeah, you should probably have a naked woman on the cover or something with blood or whatever. <laughs> I was like, no, no, it's it's not happening. You know, that's not us. That's not my band. I, I'm not doing that. Yeah, but 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 you know, um, so so I have been quite stale and 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 firm in my my way of doing things. I guess that has something to say. And and, and throughout the years, I think that you know the guys that have been pay, playing in the band and and stuff has kind of um, found their way into my musical world in a sense. Um, you know, so, so yeah, I kind of just evolved the way it does. I, I, you know, that's my best answer, I guess. Um, 
Yeah, it's a good answer. It's a good answer. And it makes sense. And it's, and I mean, anybody who listens to the band throughout the years can, would hear what you're saying. I love progressive metal mm. to a point, right? There's some, some progressive metal, uh, but not like the super proggy fuck around music. You know, that's, that's like too much for me. Like I like the style that you play in and, but I also know you, sometimes you get uh pigeonholed into the black metal world, which there's so much more to, to, to your music than that. And that to me is like such a small element in especially the new record. I know it, you know, it comes up, it pops up, it's, it's there, it's gone. Um, mm-hmm. But do you find that there's often people that have the uh, a misconception about what your band sounds like without even hearing it? Yeah, might be. I, I don't. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, I've kind of spent my whole career, like 30 years now, trying to escape all these musical tags and classifications. And, you know, we, we humans, we kind of tend to. I don't know, quantize things. We we tend to you know, make everything easy to digest and right. you know, all that stuff. We we like the safe, very often we like, you know, humans like the safe road back home in a sense. Um but you know, I I <laughs> I don't know what to say, but, 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 you know, for me, music, the, the whole music thing, the whole, whole, you know, what I've been doing for, for the last 30 years is, is trying to, again, do something unique, but also not always kind of be, being a kind of a musical movement, you know, for me, for me, music should evolve and progress all the way that, that makes to me music alive. I, I would never, you know, if I find myself working in circle and on all of a sudden started to copy myself and that stuff, I would rather just quit. That, that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, so, so for me, it's, it's, I always, you know, has always been about leaning forward and always want to, you know, uh, seek new musical horizon and new musical peaks and whatnot, you know, and, 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 um, and I try to escape all those tags. That's kind of kind of been my goal. So when I get the question from a journalist, uh, you know, how would you like to describe your music? You know, I kind of sometimes just throw it back and hey, that's your job. You know, I I, I you know I just do my thing and right. and uh, you know whatever. And also, it's I have this kind of philosophical idea about music that I want my music to be above. You know this something beyond and above, you know, politics, religion, even language. Sometimes, you know, the really great music in my my world, as a music lover myself, that's the music you can't really describe, you know. That that's the music you can't really put into a box or 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 kind of quantize or anything like that, you know. You that is to me the really, really good music that kind of stirs something in you that is kind of beyond and above everything. And and I'm not a religious person. I've never been. I'm a hardcore atheist, but but if there is anything religious about my life, that's my music, you know. Interesting. And I like that. I like that point because there are a lot of bands. My favorite bands tend to be bands that I don't know how to categorize. Uh, you mentioned Pink Floyd earlier. That's always been a band to me that I, I used to always say it's hard for me to imagine that there were ever were people in that band. <laughs> yeah, 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 indeed, indeed. For me, that's that's mothership of all music. Yeah, because of course, because you know, my father was a big fan and played. You know, he blew out the speakers. Remember in the Sunday mornings with with you know um, Pink Floyd songs. I was waking up in the Sunday, you know, sun outside, and I have a lot of you know emotions connected to to the whole Pink Floyd thing. But that was, I guess, my my kind of very kind of. Uh, entry to the whole music, the whole the the whole thing about enjoying music, and you know, um, 
uh, you know, that this, this is food for the soul kind of experience with music, you know, that it, it meant something to me. It, 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 it changed me somehow to the better, not changed me as a person, but it, it, you know, it empowered me or it kind of gave me something, uh, in life that, you know, nothing else would give, you know, and that's mm-hmm. also not a notion I have with my own music that, you know, I, I want to try to do something that, Nobody else can, you know, give away if if you get if that makes any sense, you know. I want to make some kind of music that is unique, and if people buy a record from us, they they they, they definitely know that this is something that they they don't get anywhere else. That they can't buy it on McDonald's, or you know, it doesn't right. you know taste like a Big Mac. If 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 you get my point, uh, it's sure. it's um, that has always been very important for me, and also also very much the, my reason for doing this all this year. I'm a very kind of. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70 percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Um, in in a sense, a little bit of restless guy. I like to create stuff. I like the process of stuff. Um, and when I'm done, I, I want to move forward. I I can't just sit around and you know fiddle around and don't don't do anything. Wait for something to happen. So so and that kind of also goes with my 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 music. You know, I need to I need to challenge myself. I need to you know try, yeah, climb a even steeper mountain. You know each and every time, just as a way of, of putting it, but yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I, I get it. And well, that kind of brings me to one of my questions I want to ask you about. It's been five years since the release of True North. Seems like, I mean, that's not a long time. That's kind of a normal time for a band to release music, but you've, you've, you're pretty consistent and do a lot of records with those delays. I don't know. Is that considered a delay to you or is this like on schedule? Oh yeah, no, nah, it's, um, you know, I think, you know, what fucked up the whole schedule a little bit was the Corona thing, of course, the sure. pandemics going on for one and a half, two years or something, you know, that really kind of didn't really set us back, but that kind of changed everything, you know, the whole, we were supposed to, after True North, which, which was very well received, we was lining up uh, uh, basically a world tour with the US tour first with Rotten Christ, and then it was supposed to Europe, a headline tour in Europe. And yeah, a bunch of festivals all around. I was even talking about, you know, doing Japan and Australia and stuff. But I think it was like a couple of days before we were supposed to fly out. Um, everything was closed. That's it, you know. I, I got a message one night from a tour manager in the US and he was like just sending a picture of Trump, I remember, and the front page of Newsweek or something like that. 
USA is closed kind of thing. That was the only thing. I was like, what the fuck are we doing now? Yeah. And of course, we had invested a lot of money, you know, in work visas, um, rehearsals and pre-productions and all that. But we had to adapt as everybody else, you know, and we we survived. But but we had this kind of lingering feeling that we we kind of wanted to complete the whole circle with True North before you know, starting with a new album, uh, in a sense. We we always write music. So we, I guess at that time, we all, my songs were probably written already done at, at, some, at least some of it. But, but, you know, it's also something about sitting down. Okay, let's go. Let's press the big green button and, and, and get going with things, you know, to arrange the studios and all that stuff. So, so we kind of wanted to, to, um, yeah, make a full circle with with uh, with True North before kind of heading into a new album. But if the pandemics wouldn't, you know, I don't know, maybe we, the album would be released last year or, so, or the previous year or something, maybe a year before. I don't know. Right. Um, it, you know, that's something that, you know, doing new music, new album and, and stuff like that, that's something we do when we feel ready to do it. And that's maybe some of the privilege now after 12 albums, and we have done this for 30 years, you know, we, we, we spend the time we need to, mm-hmm. to, to, um, to make an actual, what can I say, worthy album. Um, we don't taste it. We don't stress it. We don't, you know, uh, to me, the whole, f- the process of creating a new album should be a fun and interesting, cool thing to do, not something you have to do in order to, you know, make some money and have food on the table next year or something like that. You know, again, back to this, this musical autonomy kind of thing that I'm, I'm clinging on to. <laughs> well, you've, you've been with Century Media almost the whole time. I know there was a brief, you jumped off briefly, but came back. Um, is part of your relationship with them is, I mean, is that afforded, that autonomy afforded to you as part of your relationship with them, a trust you have between the band, the, the label, they haven't, you know, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think, you know, we, we know each other very well. And even though, you know, by now a lot of people, you know, because uh, the ownership now is uh, Sony music is, is kind of the owners of Sony uh, central media. And we got some comments on that, but, but the cool thing about central media is that some of the guys, you know, I met back in the mid nineties is still working on the label and still, you know, kind of share the same passionate, leaning forward in the name of music kind of attitude and and um it, yeah it's 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 it has been um you know uh, definitely ups and downs throughout the, all these years uh, of course we have been disagreements and you know all that stuff and and still there is some disagreements but but then in, in the big scope of things i mean it's beautiful people working there and they're really in, you know into the music they're working on and dedicated to their work and stuff like that and so passionate about about um, the album so of course in the early the, the early stage of the corporation of course there was a little bit you know where are we where you know and I, I was young as well you know i didn't know the business that good when we did the first album of Century media i didn't know how actually things worked and what to expect kind of thing, you know? And, um, I remember, you know, all this in the, in, in the mid nineties, late nineties, when kind of this Norwegian black metal thing exploded, I, you know, we, every, all of us was really young and all of a sudden big record companies came, you know, and wanted to sign everybody and including us and stuff. And I think we looking back now, I think a lot of us was a little bit, 
unmature actually are a little bit you know too young to deal with this old big business thing coming along you know in, in a sense you know so of course um the first years was a little bit you know trying to find out where you know how does this work and how does you know all those things but over the years we have kind of tuned very well in on on things and and i feel at least now and for the last three four five albums i don't know but for the last uh, period we have been signed with Century Media since I, I think it is like 2011 or something the the last we signed the last deal with them and and um it's 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 really good friends working there and we support each other and and I know that you know they trust me as I'm you know in the role I have and I really trust those guys you know what what they do so it's 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 uh, it's awesome I would say I mm-hmm. I you know I wouldn't you know I see no no reason to change that. Right. Right. That's good. That's great. At that comfort comfortability, um, that home is uh, something a lot of people, a lot of bands are certainly searching for to, so for you to have had that for so long, is is gotta, it's gotta be awesome. Um, yeah, because, you know, because I want, you know, the time I have and, and, I want to spend wisely. And, and, you know, nowadays I feel, you know, that I've, I also, of course, it's something to do. I'm more mature. I'm more laid back now with everything. And I'm, you know, I don't stress with small things anymore the way I did when I was twenties and, and stuff like that. But, but it's, it's, it's really a good thing to have good people around you when doing all this to, to, you know, to, 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 to be able to have this creative zone that you can spend the energy on being, you know, make doing your job in a sense, you know? Um, so, so yeah, we are, we are, of course, as a band, especially in the last years, we, we very much depend on, on uh, trustworthy and good people around us, you know, helping us with whatever it is, you know, artwork or pictures or video productions or stuff like that. It, it, it takes a lot of the stress away when you, when you're working with people that you can actually trust. Would you so say that you're, you're like enjoying, it's easier to enjoy being in the band or maybe the business of being in a band now than it ever has been? Yeah, definitely. And and I think um, that's also my point, maybe that, you know, nowadays I take things more easy in a good way. I would say it, it's not, I don't mean that I'm less passionate or less excited about the release or anything like that, but I, I don't stress about stuff. I, I spent a lot of time with back in the day. I remember back in the day, I was stressed, freaked out because I read some kind of interview and somebody had misquoted me or something like that. And I was like, what the fuck? Everything is going, you know, uh, those things I don't, you know, I, I now when I'm kind of pushing, I'm 48 now and pushing soon 50, I guess. So, you know, I, there, there is a lot of things, you know, there is not much things that, you know, will, will freak me out or anything like that. I, I know my place. I know my thing. I, you know, I'm, I know my stuff when, you know, working on music and my studio and everything. So it, that is a good feeling because you can spend more of your, or my my mentality or my brain power on being creative rather than stressing around with you know whatever you know yeah yeah of course focus on the stuff that you that you want to focus on that's important to you mm. when you don't have a lot of other negativity and distractions that come with just doubt you know or yeah. insecurity i guess mm. uh the the album fall february 23rd century media records you put out a couple singles for it already few singles maybe maybe three one of them nordic anthem the last record was called true north 
I've noticed this with your music. You always seem to reference home in a way. Is that important for the band for you to pay homage or tribute to the place that you're from? Um, yeah, kind of, but but not in in the kind of in, in a conservative or or um, even nationalistic way. It's it's for me. Right. It's more like you know the whole music thing for me. It's about you know being on a musical journey in a sense, and and you start from one place, your home, and then you walk out in this world and do whatever you do. You know, in our case, we do touring and and we do all that we. <laughs> we do um so yeah it's it's you know something with the anchor something with this safe spot back home i'm i'm you know my my safe zone is my the coach in my house you know that is my ground zero in a sense i think that kind of is 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 very important for us as a you know as a human beings but also also the, the musical sense of it and it's for me it's also about in a sense honesty you know if i was a painter i would probably paint you know pine woods from norway and and waterfalls and mountains and stuff like that i wouldn't draw you know beaches and and you right, know right. you know uh, <laughs> you, you get my point and absolutely so for, yeah. me, it's, so, for me it's so for me it's all has always been about being being so honest and 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 material as possible in a sense you know um so it's 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 um that's it i guess um it's a natural way of and i still is a kind of i i've always lived on the countryside i'm a very big i'm very much inspired by nature i you know back when i was a kid except for listening to music with my father you know every sunday um we, the church we went to was walk, uh, watching documentaries of you know from david attenborough and stuff like that that was kind of i'm not from a religious home so we kind of on this every sunday i remember there was like like documentary about africa or nature and stuff like that and i've always been very fascinated by yeah by nature basically um and i still live on the countryside i still spend you know a lot of time in uh, in the forest here and the mountains and and you know what that's where i find my yeah home my my safety my yeah to to get energy and to reset and all that stuff you know so so for me it's 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 um i don't know i have always had this kind of idea that i wanted to 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 kind of share and show this beautiful nature that i i live in in a sense you know i want to portray uh the magic of the reality in a sense you know as a quote, quote from richard dawkins though but but that is kind of some of my idea that we don't go political about anything or religious about anything. We don't, you know, I want my music to be above and beyond everything because to me, again, that is the really true great music in my opinion, that's timeless and classic and beyond everything. But, but still, um, yeah, I guess that's, I, <laughs> I lost my, my point a little bit, I guess, but, um, yeah. but that, Hey, that's okay. Cause I want to say, I never even considered, even with the song called Nordic Anthem, I never even considered or thought about it in the way of it being like a, a patriotism, a national like thing. I never even considered it because of the way you deliver it, because of the way the music sounds. Hmm. You, it sounds, it it comes across merely as inspiration for the music. Which, so what I'm saying is that you do such a good job of portraying or 
putting out there or what you want in the music. You're doing it excellently because I'm not even thinking or hearing politically or anything like that. Um, it's it's very well done. And and to me, again, it just sounds like it sounds like being inspired by the place that you're from. And yeah, thank you so much. And yeah, again, you know, that for me, it's about, you know, honesty and 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 and. You know, it, it, it's just, as I said to you, if, if I was a painter, I would, you know, my paintings would be pine forests and, and mountains and waterfalls and stuff, you know, uh, and, and I'm not a painter, I'm a musician, you know, so, so my, my natural way of expressing myself is through, you know, the scenery of, of nature and all that. Of course, there was a lot of, you know, attitude and ideas and, and stuff like that between the lines. I mean, we, I've always done that intentionally that you can, you can definitely use our music as easy listening and drinking some beer and have a good time with the boys, but you can also sit down with a headset and really dig into it. And if you dig, you will find a lot of small details here and there that is kind of can, you know, can surprise and a little bit, you know, both when it comes to visual side of it and, and, and lyrically speaking, you know, we, we have an album called universal. We also have a song called universal, if you look at the cover, for example, on Winter Tries album, you will see a little fragment, a little hide away of the old Nomain cover, for example. So, I, you know, I love to kind of tie a little bit, bounce between the albums and, and, and you know, keep this. Yeah, it's, it's kind of my strategy of, of trying to, you know, have this this musical bubble going. <laughs> That's cool. I like it. I like I like how much care you put into the, all this, and of it's it's evident. But, but even when you just talk about it, I can tell how much you care about it. this. Seems like way more than just a project for you. And uh, this many years and this many albums, and uh, you're you're still killing it. This the record's great. I've listened to it tons of times. I don't even remember which ones are singles because I've listened to it too many. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like with the cause with the promo, I just know Nordic Anthem because I had it written down here. Yeah. Um, but obviously, if you had a few out, has the reception for what you've put out so far? been well received oh yeah absolutely amazing uh at least what i've seen so far mm -hmm. and we got some we are starting to get some feedback from the label now and of course i've been talking with um, quite a lot of journalists uh, the last couple of weeks and you know it has been at times almost mind-blowing you know i i don't know sometimes i a little bit you know get a little bit you know how should you react on all this this positivity you know and yeah. and, and but it's, it's great it's awesome and it's such a nice feeling after all the work you know it's it's shitload of work and i i sometimes i don't think people understand even you know people close to me don't understand how much time and energy you have to spend on an album you know at least the, the way we work and the way i work you know i spend on, on this new album i probably spent like thousands of hours in my studio here you know on details and producing and all that stuff so it's 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 a really good feeling when you actually get the physical copy and let the bird fly out in the world in yeah. a sense it's it's really cool and when you also get the good feedback and people seems to enjoy it and i get a lot tons of messages from fans and stuff like that which is extremely positive so it, it looks really good and and yeah of course that makes me happy um and i feel humbled about it i feel privileged sometimes and i feel proud about it you know, all this these kind of facets of 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 things and and uh, but what kind of, you know, growing older, maturing and, you know, have kids now that's pretty much grown up. My daughter moved out and stuff. It's, you know, start to think about life, what's happening because, you know, been, I've been a special life in so many ways, but it, you know, this, I kind of sometimes, you know, you know, get a little bit kind of 
struck by the the fact how you know how powerful music is you know it's basically nothing you know it's an idea that i you know play through my guitar and there's some sound waves and stuff like that there's is not even anything physical about it except from the cds or the mediums though but but still it's such an extremely powerful way of expressing yourself and and you know all the reaction i get from fans you know that people i cry and you know the music have helped them through tough times in life for example or you know all those kind of personal feedback though maybe that's the the, the you know the things that you know the feedback i get these days that really really kind of gets at me if you get my point on a personal mm-hmm. level you know I, i'm kind of used to the whole you know the whole uh, circle about you know with 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 the reviews and interviews and the media and all that stuff that's cool and great and all that stuff and of course it's awesome with great feedback but but no actually stand there face to face with one fan or you know something like that and they can tell you a story about their private life and you get it in into the kind of uh you can relate to it in a sense you know sure that is that that's really strong stuff and it's um it's a privilege to be, be able to do such a thing, you know. I, we was playing a festival in, in Mexico a couple of months ago, and I remember they would, I, we probably brought the rain and the bad weather from Norway, I guess, because all of a sudden it started to rain and really kind of blowing, and there was actually <laughs> thunders going on over the stage and everything. But, you know, the fence was like in raincoats and, and umbrellas and whatnot, you know, and we was entering stage and just hitting at it and 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 you can just see all that the audience and shitloads of people you know just you know lighting up in a sense you know you can see the the, the, the you know the the the, um, the excitement and the joy in their faces and their eyes you know and i got this kind of just struck me this thought that you know i i can't quit doing this because it has such an you know uh powerful impact on so many lives in a sense um and, and that's that's strong stuff it is yeah, it is. It is just really, I love hearing people like yourself talk about that. Um, just knowing that you recognize your impact is something that I think as fans, we we don't know if you do, you know what I mean? Like we think. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but yeah. I'm, I'm very kind of a kind of down to earth guy. I hope. Yeah. I like, at least I like to think so, but mm-hmm. I'm also a music fan, you know, I, I also love music. And again, you know, with Pink Floyd for me, that, that gives me so much in my life. You know, it, it cuddles me when I, when that's needed, it right. energizes me when I need that, you know, it, it kind of inspires me when I need that, you know, Pink, the music of Pink Floyd just gives me so much in life. And if I can, can just you know contribute with the same to some other people a little bit of it something like that i'm a happy boy i've kind of succeed with 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 my life in a sense you know it, it's you know i don't care too much about you know of course sales and funds and money and all the business side of it of course if, if the wheels keep spinning and we are able to do what we're doing great but but the really important thing for me you know it's it's my my kind of my share love for music, basically. I mean, that is the driving force. That is the thing that keeps me going. I don't, to be honest, I don't need to do this anymore. I have a good life. I can just lean back and relax and, you know, retire. No problem, you know, but, 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 you know, it's, it's, um, I can't do that because to me, this is a life commitment. This is who I am. This is what I do. And my music is something that, you know, um, if I quit doing music at this time, I'd, We'll probably just wither away and die, probably. I don't know.
So there you have it. That was my conversation with Oyston. The song you just heard was The Wild Lingers. That, of course, is on Fall, the new record from Bork Nagar, out now, available everywhere on Century Media Records. The true sign of myself loving a record is going back to it after I've listened to it several, several, several times in a row, as I do before I do an interview. And that's the case with Fall. So thanks to Oyston, not only for his time and conversation, but for writing music that I truly enjoy. I consider it a gift. His gift to me, not my gift to him. You know, you get what I'm saying? I think we're all following. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, this conversation, those musical selections. I know the tracks were a little long, but hey, I actually tried to find the shortest ones that were representative of the record and also considered quote unquote singles. And I think I did that. So I'll accept no arguments. Anyway, as I mentioned very early in the podcast, it is March 1st. It is a Friday. It is a new release day. You know what that means new releases. So let's take a quick glimpse at what came out today or is coming out today or came out this week. However, I phrase it. I'm not sure. I don't remember. Council Records put out a lot of cool hardcore stuff. Broken Hearts Are Blue. There's a Medicinal Kirby Kiss split. There is a Coffin Pricks EP. Delayed Gratification released a new one from Ceramic. If you worship at the altar of Iron Maiden, Bruce Dickinson released a new solo record. Jade Dust, I should have mentioned that. That's a split release from Council Records and Extinction Burst. Hands of Goro, of course, who you heard at the beginning of the podcast, released a new record today. Merrimack, if you like black metal, that's out on Season of Mist. Modern Stars, which is like this uh, droney stuff from Italy. Uh, they have a new record called Termination. There's a new ministry record. It's called Hopium for the Masses. Proceed into that with caution. Uh, here's two for a certain type of person. Pissed Jeans put out Half Divorced and Sheer Mag has released Playing Favorites. And Robert Fish has a new band called Unsufferable. Their self-titled EP is officially out today on Iodine Recordings. If you want your hardcore heavier, head over to France and check out the new Worst Doubt record. It's called Immortal Pain out on Days. And if you'd rather stick to the classics, Zach Sabbath has released Doomed Forever Forever Doomed a compilation of Black Sabbath covers on Magnetic Eye Records. You want one more? Okay, one more. But why don't I just play you a track from it? This is Fouled Sanctity from Volcandra, whose new record, The Way of Ancients, is out now on Prosthetic Records. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>